Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcast Network. For more episodes like this, go to breelnetwork.com. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another awesome episode of Movie Guys Podcast. I'm Jordan, along here with Eric and Ed. Tonight, we're talking about Atomic Blonde. This movie has not made its money back at all, so definitely not a sequel. How are you guys doing, by the way? I guess I'm a little bit confused by the movie, I guess. I I didn't know that it was based off of a graphic novel. Yeah, that was pretty interesting when I saw it in the opening in the trailer. I had no idea. Not trailer, the opening sequence. It's an adaptation. It's based, based off of a graphic novel called The Coldest City for some reason. Is this kind of like a Sin City kind of a thing where yeah. it's like a graphic novel that everybody says that they read, but they never read until the movie came out? Like, is this, is this what's going on? To some I never read it. thing that someone had a script for because uh, probably, the, you know, they could market it to have someone like Charlize Theron play that role. Like, hey, we need, like, a, a tall, sexy blonde who can do killer, and yeah, you know what? You seem to be... This seems to be, like, a good movie. So it, it's almost like one of those, like, uh, out of all the thousands of scripts that are on an agent's desk, you know, or anything like that, this one just happened to get lucky and fall into the lap, and some guy was just like, yeah, you know what? This one, yeah, we can do this. Green light this one. Get her in here, everybody. So, and... Then they—that's how they did it. That's exactly how they did it. Everything that I just said right there. Yeah, it was—it was probably one of those things to where, like, she said, "I need to be more proactive in my career," and just grabbed a stack of scripts off her agent's desk, and this was the best one. Yeah, or maybe they're just trying to strike gold like, again, like it did with uh, uh, kind of like these, these obscure comic book movies. You know, just—that's what happens. Sometimes you sometimes you throw yeah. it out there, and sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. So, but you never know until you make it. And see do what you, happens. Do you guys agree with Rotten Tomatoes that this is 76%? It's certified fresh. Do you guys actually agree with that statement? I, I mean, I'll tell you what. This movie, um, the story was not my favorite, but the direction and the cinematography is fantastic. I, I like me that outrun kind of a cyber, uh, kind of synth retro 80s type feel for it. It was dope, man. Like the soundtrack was real good, too. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I looked up some of the songs after because they had like some versions of like 99 Red Balloons. That was a, that one German version of uh, Major Tom. Like that one, mm-hmm. that one was sounding real dope, you know. So a lot yeah. of them were pretty cool. I like yeah, like I mean the first the first half. I was gonna say the soundtrack too. The first half of the movie, like it was like, oh my god, why the fuck they make her British? And then they tell you the at the end why she's British, but. You know, it, but like the second half of the movie was like fucking. I just loved it. I I, I don't. I, mean, I didn't hate it at all. So I absolutely agree. The second half of this movie is one hundred percent certified fresh. I, we'll, we'll we'll get into it because I just there's some yeah. some parts about it that I was just like. But the acting was on point. Like uh, you know, everyone was on top of the game. Everyone involved in this movie are great actors. <sighs> In their in their own right, and then coming into this movie is is fantastic. Charlize Theron is is obviously fantastic. James McAvoy, it always kills it. Dude is, has never not acted well in a movie. I think. Uh, sure. Eddie Marzan, I, I I love me some Eddie Marzan, and he's he's a good guy. 
John Goodman, he's a, he's, mm -hmm. a, he's a treasure. Toby Jones was in yeah, this. Yeah, John Goodman. Waiting for Roseanne to come back. We even had a Skarsgård in here. And then this uh, this another one, she makes her appearance again as the uh, the, the French op, uh, Sophia Butella, who played uh, the mummy in The Mummy. and. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, is that her? I did yeah. not even, I did not recognize that as her. Yeah, and she played uh, um, in Star Trek Beyond. She played the mm -hmm. uh, the the alien chick with the the black lines on her face. You know mm -hmm. that was stranded on the uh, planet with her. So yeah, she's uh, she's getting around, and I I am a fan of her. She is she's good looking, man. And, and we got we'll to see some Charlize Theron girl on girl action. Yeah, we got, which we got a was hot, awesome. Which, uh, that was a great. That was a great. That was a great girl on girl scene, by the way. I feel like Mr. Skin, but that it absolutely was. Yeah. So this is something I gotta tell you guys here. This is fascinating. The director of this movie, David Leach, uh, we're gonna know him pretty well because next year he's directing Deadpool two. Deadpool two. Sorry. Do you guys know who this guy is? I'm I'm looking him up right now. And this is going to be a long list. I'm very sorry. Yeah, but I yeah dude, say it. are you serious? Like... He just started directing, but you guys will love this. And for the fans, started out with a South Park movie, Orgasmo, as a stuntman. That's a great one. He did he did Basketball, Blade, Fight Club, The President's Men, Big Mama's House. Classic. Uh, as a stuntman. As a stuntman. Yeah, this is all as a stuntman. As a stuntman. Okay. Yeah, Ghost of Mars, Corky Romano. <laughs> Daredevil, SWAT, The Matrix Trilogy, Stuck on You, Van Helsing. Well, wait, now, wait a second. Constantine. But these are all, like, just, these are stunts. I, I mean, we, we get it. He's... Yeah, these are all stunts. But it's ridiculous because he's done every fucking thing. And then you go into his directorial debut, and his first movie was John Wick. That was his first movie. Which I fucking relate to like a king now that I've finally seen it. Like, a dude gets his dog killed and kills everybody. Absolutely, I'd do that great movie and then his second movie is no good deed and uh, tom mcblonde's his third movie and his yeah. fourth one is going to be deadpool 2 well he's, he's doing good i you know what like this this movie really it's i i enjoyed it for visually and and audibly for what it was it was really cool i i, I really just liked the theme i liked that time i liked the, the everything that they were doing the fight scenes were amazing oh my god movie. yeah and there's like real just grit, fucking just just like stress yells, you know, just just kind of the, just people out of breath. You could see every hit like that they, they that happened when they were hitting the ground, and it was just like hard, hard like fall. You could hear it, and it it hurt, and they were slow to get up. Like people were hurt, you know. It's, it's and so it was uh, it was really good in that part. I just I just feel like the story was just kind of like what the fuck man <laughs> yeah right? your point because of, uh, i did not i'm sorry i was just gonna say on that point is and i'll shut up why I, I i was not expecting that we were gonna start at the collapse of the berlin wall in 1989 in this movie like where did that come from right i think it was trying to be clever with this whole uh because uh, it was setting the, the time right there mm -hmm. that's just opening up right there of, of what 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 time where they're at location and what the tension is like. And obviously that played a big part between the East and West uh, uh, part of this movie, you know, where where your where certain people's allegiances lied. So I, it, it's that was just for that. But yeah, and it and it set up the the twist end of the America of America always getting the last laugh, really. Yeah, yeah, there was there was that, and um, the jumping back and forth, the flashbacks because of they're doing the interrogation, and then there was some. 
like continuity kind of errors from that, but this the the story part of it, I just I wanted to go back and ask questions because I had like questions about James McAvoy's character, but I feel like it just dragged on. I, I think that's the only complaint about it. The story just dragged on. It, it's like it's not like a bad story or anything that I. It's unoriginal or anything like that, but it's it just feel like it dragged down a bit more. I could give a shit about the characters <laughs> after a while. So. Yeah, no, I mean on that point, like you know the and I had said this previously. Like I I think that the beginning of the movie was like I was so let down thinking that oh my god this movie is going to be awful. It's going to be you know like a retread want to be Jason Bourne kind of thing that just didn't work because they were trying to be cute with it. But the second half, even though the story doesn't really do anything for me, like you'd said, the fight, that fight scene in that building was just intense, you know, and it was, it was, you felt everybody wanting, or they, you felt them knowing that they were fighting for their life. Like, yeah. Whoever won this battle was going to be alive, and whoever didn't was going to be dead. It's fucking dark, man. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was real to me. Like it's still real to me. Damn it, no. But uh, no. But you know, it, it that was probably my favorite. My favorite part of this entire movie was that scene. I think everybody's going to agree with that. You know, all our all our listeners. I, oh, definitely. You know, it, yeah. It's and the the soundtrack was great. You know, they had multiple versions of the same songs. You know, but it was really good. It was really it was really well thought out. Yeah. It kind of remind me of Hardcore Henry. If you guys know what I'm talking about. I did not see it, but I know what you're talking about. I did about. not see it either, but uh, yeah, I think I know you're talking about just as far as the steady shot or the, the one-shot action. Yeah, I mean, like you guys, by the way, not reviewing it, you need to check out Hardcore Henry ASAP. It's ridiculous, but yeah. That's what it reminded me of because there's a scene in Hardcore Henry at the uh, towards the end where it's him against 50 guys. And it's so intense. And that's what I got the same feeling of with this movie. It's like, oh my god, who's going to fucking make it? This is fucking ridiculous. I got Daredevil out of it. Like, that just... Uh, <laughs> just those certain fight scenes in, in the Daredevil part. But this one was obviously more theatrical and there was a lot more to it. It's a bigger budget. So it was a lot. It was just a lot of really cool shots, man. Like a lot of really cool stunts that they, that she was doing. I like uh, uh, just everything, man. When she's like in the kitchen and she's using the pots and pans, like it, just really, just everything was really cool. And you could tell that she. It was just cool, man. Like I, I can't really spoil anything away because I don't really have a favorite part. Like even when they're going down the steps and they and she <laughs> did that flip with the gun. It was it just everything was yeah. really cool about it, man. It was and. <laughs> Uh, geez, even the car scenes, like, that was a real scene, man, that felt fucking, that, that, that car chase scene at the end, when she's finally out of the building, and she gets into, uh, uh her and, uh, what's his name, uh, Spyglass, or whatever, yeah, or whatever the hell, yeah, get into the car and, and try to make a getaway, and suddenly they're in hot pursuit, uh, and it's all just the one camera shot, and that's where I am sold, anything that has that, much of a, of a commitment for the action is a plus on my list, and which is so it was so awesome too. That car, the way that it was just coming up, like you, you know, there was a lot of uh, anxious moments there, man. Like mm -hmm. heart was racing because you're just like, oh, like holy shit, that thing caught up quick, and <laughs> and then the the gunshots came out, and you're just, you know you shit you flinch up because you're just like where the like I don't know where the hell it happened, where to go and. It was it was really edge your seat uh, yeah edge your seat entertainment there I liked, liked it a lot. 
Eric, uh, I mean, uh, Ed, you were not a part of the show, but Eric, do you think this is a better version of Ghost in the Shell? It's actually kind of a... I didn't think about it that way. Um, yes, yes and no, I, I guess. Yes and no. I, I think the stories on both ends are a bit imaginative uh, on, on the writer's part, but obviously the same plot of an assassin and and kind of their, uh, you know, their story, basically. That's a good comparison. I'd li- would probably like to get more into that. Well, it's just it's just, just a lot of comparison with this, and also maybe I'm going to add in uh, Eon Flux a little bit on it. It's well, just uh, that's you, an easy you one. Know, yeah, it's an easy one. But, I mean, like, this is a good comparison of, of Ghost in the Shell, and I feel, even though that I agree with you guys, that the plot of this movie fails dramatically uh, until the second half, I just feel this is a better overall movie than Ghost in the Shell. Um, and they give us better direction, they give us better acting, they give us better cinematography, everything is better. It's like, hey, you remember the beginning of the year when we gave you guys Ghost in the Shell? Where this is the remake, since remakes are happening all the time now. Like that's what it, that's what it felt like to me personally. Man, and we got a, and we got a Scarsgrove in here too, or Scarsgarden here, right? Uh, Bill Scarsgard is just is just finding his way into these goddamn movies. Which have, by the way, have any of you watched Hemlock Grove, the show he's known for from on Netflix? No. It's really good. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember his name, but like I remember him from that show. It's, it's really good. I mean, it's, it, I'm not saying it's, you know, a teenage girl is brutally murdered, sparking a hunt for her killer. But in a town where everybody hides a secret, will they find a monster among them? Question mark. It's it. it I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's Netflix's version of of Twilight, but like that much better. Cause it's is Netflix. it? It's, it's some vampire shit. Yeah, I mean it's vampires versus werewolves, but like well, in a much cooler way. In a much cooler way. This de- definitely makes me sound like a little bit kind of like twelve year old girlish, yeah, but maybe Eddie the Popper over there, yeah. Yeah, but listen, just okay, but still, just give it a shot. It's really good. <laughs> so uh, it's not a, it's not as good as like Treme, but like still. Okay. Or not Treme, True Blood. I meant True Blood. <laughs> Treme de Force. Anyway, uh, this yeah. This movie, uh, I mean, so what What stood out about it then to you guys? I mean, was it just the fighting? Is it anything, uh, like, it's, is it the same, I don't, I don't know, is it, you know what this, like, Drive, remember that movie with, with Ryan Gosling? Where, yes. Where they're kind of just going that. off of a bit of a, of a unique style of, like, this 80s synth type of thing, and that's just kind of... How a movie can succeed? Yeah. Just if you make it look cool and throw a hot soundtrack on it, then kind of like today's rappers, if it looks fucking cool and it's it's got an alright beat, doesn't matter if they suck. Everywhere yeah, else, yeah, like when they do the, they do like the mumble rap. Uh, look, uh, I'm gonna be probably very unpopular here, very quickly. I usually am, uh, but I always judge a stupid action movie with what I call personally the diehard effect. And to me, what the Die Hard effect is, if you really look at Die Hard, the first movie, nothing else, just the first movie, it's pretty fucking stupid. The story is simple. Fuck you. Die Hard is cinema brilliance. Hold on. Let me finish. And I agree, but let me finish. 
The plot is very stupid. It's very easy to figure out. Uh, but what makes it good is the action and the star. I do not feel that we have gotten a great action film like that since Mad Max Fury Road. I mean, it's just, this movie is, is, is not that intelligent. Die Hard was intelligent enough to give us a good actor, um, an actor that we care about, a character that we care about. Mad Max Fury Road did the same thing. She's just not good in this movie to the point where I want to care about it. I mean, you could say that Deadpool is an action movie, I guess, but uh, I, I mean, it's more of a comic movie. I mean, an actual yeah, it is a comic movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get, I get that. Um, Kingsman. But you guys get what I'm saying though with the Die Hard effect. But I mean, yeah, Kingsman is good. But you guys get what I'm saying though with the Die Hard effect because if you really just look at Die Hard, it's a very simple movie. It really is. No, simple. no, I, I, I get it. But those are the ones that that tend to do well because you don't they they're. They're simple. I, you know, you don't need exactly. the audience to go above and beyond for it. It's just like, you know. Um, except for the fact that Hans Gruber is like the greatest bad guy ever. And Yippie Ki Yay, motherfucker, is the greatest tagline ever. So fuck both of you. I'm not trying to but downplay Ed, you're not. Ed, 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 you're not. I know what you're saying. trying to say. I know what you're trying to say, but you're shitting on one of my all-time favorite movies right now. And it is awesome. This, this movie should have been Die Hard. They could have gone. With that very simple, stupid plot, a very simple storytelling, and they didn't do it. Well, they're doing and this I'm whole for that. espionage thing, and that's fine. It's yeah, it's, it, it's whatever. It just wasn't my thing. I guess I don't know if it. You know what? Like, what I think worked with A Man from Uncle uh, was because in that spy movie, it was kind of whimsical, playful a bit more too. You know, so there was a lot of fashion. And uh, of the period piece, it was just kind of very, very nice. So between spies, you had like these really high action scenes, these these spy scenes that they were doing, you know. But um, with it came like this um, a simple task or mission, you know. So in this movie, you had to kind of keep in mind what the hell everyone's doing, who's with who, and what their purpose is. Because Jamie McAvoy flipped around a few different times in this movie. Right. And you know what they got to do, too? Is they got to stop trying to make the new Jason Bourne movie. Those movies aren't good to begin with. But, and I don't want... Oh, my God, part. Jordan. Least, that's two strikes for you. Fuck you. You're, you're, di you're digressing, too. But it, the reason why in this movie, because they kept on flipping back and forth in this whole uh, uh, interrogation part, too, because you didn't know if the people who were interrogating, if they were on their side or not too and so there's just too many players in the game and you're taking away from this from the action part of the movie and everything else in the movie and you're adding in a lot more of this unnecessary spy shit so you can make the spy movie an undertone and make those those neon lights the fucking showrunner know what i mean you mean charlie's titties agree nice yeah, yeah they could do yeah, well that's yeah i mean if you want to start calling them that now it's the neon lights. <laughs> you know what, guys? You know what it is for me. I'm the just Theron lights. Theron. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just not a fan. She's made two good. Oh my God, Jordan career, Strike three. It. How could you not be like she like monsters? Like one of the greatest acting performances ever. How can you not you just, be? 
because you just interrupted me. I said she's made two good movies her whole career. The first one is Monster. The second one is Mad Max Fury Road. She's not in this movie. She's not that Furiosa badass star in this movie, man. I mean, first of I all, want. first of all, you're missing like she's a chick playing a chick disguised as another chick. She's like the Tropic Thunder of this movie. Like she's she's an American playing a British playing a double agent. Like that's why she's like, that. her performance is not designed to be that great. It's not. It's she's playing somebody playing somebody else. Which, which I totally fucking get. Then don't shit on her but performance because it wasn't awful. I am. Yes, I am shitting on her performance because. Oh she's my god, not Jordan, I need a drink. I'll be right back. I need another drink. You're a piece of shit. She's <laughs> not good in it. Italian she's job not was good. What's up? It, Italian job was not funny. Come on, Eric. Come on. Uh, Italian really? job was a good one, man. Hey, they made a sequel. I mean, <laughs> did they actually make a sequel to Italian job? Didn't they? Did they? Because if they did, that's amazing. Because it's I probably they were, really bad. The Brazilian job? Is <laughs> the Brazilian job? That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I just look, look. Ed, Ed, literally, fans has walked away to get himself a drink because he's so mad at me. But Charlize Theron, if you like her, you hate her. She's just not that great. I mean, like there is two movies that I can associate her from. That are decent, but other than that, I mean, she's just not that great. You're she's... a fucking idiot. Well, <laughs> I, I, I well, it, did you did you not like her in this movie? I did not like her in this movie. I I, I really thought I would like her. Uh, ever since Mad Max Fury Road, I was like, okay, you've got me again. It's it's Mrs. all up Theron, to you, man. I if like you. you know? She was good in the Snow White movies. I thought she was a fine. In a million ways to die in the West with the Seth MacFarlane. I didn't like him in that movie, but uh, whatever. She was awesome in Arrested Development, man. Where she played, she played Rita, with the British accent. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I mean, she has good stuff, but you know what she is? She's the female Cuban Gooding Jr. That's who she is. She. Did you radio really, really? Did you just call her radio? Like the chick version? First of all, Cuba Gooding Jr. has done one good movie, one good performance in the last decade, and that Snow was him as O.J. Simpson. Okay, no. well, there you go. Have you, have you seen him in Jerry Maguire? And I just watched I said in the last decade, I said in the last decade. He was and great I in Jerry Maguire, and he was great in, in radio, but to make my second tropical, th- tropical Thunder reference of the night, you never go full retard, and that's why I didn't get another fucking job after that, except, you know, like, he's a good actor. He really is. I, I, I can't, I don't want to, like, I'm, if, you're, if you want to shit on her acting performance, that's fine, because I get where you're trying to come from, because I thought that in the first half of this movie. Like, this is a terrible fake British accent that's coming in and out. But at the end of the movie, they tell you she's a fucking American spy. So that's why the, that's why the accent was shitty. That's why that's she fine. gave a shitty performance, because she was performing as another person during the movie. She first also, of all, she went half retard, by the way, in Arrested Development. <laughs> yeah, she did. And first of all, I watched Boat Trip today on Showtime, sir, and Cuba Gooding Jr. is amazing in that movie. Second mm. of all. Mighty Joe Young, per- that's another one that she was in. Mighty Joe Young. I mean, come on. I mean, like, look, Charlie Theron is fine. She's fine. Ed, you're getting pissed off at me because I'm fucking up your girl. Whatever. You're no, her looks girl. have nothing to do with it. Yes, she's absolutely beautiful and kicks ass in this movie. But she's when did I ever a say great actress. She's I, a I've great actress. 
you're acting like I went to your house and put my dick in your wife's ass. That's what you're acting like right now. She's not that I, great I, in it. Get over oh it. Oh my god, she's she saves the movie. If that's how she you act, if Jordan did that though, like I'd be utterly disappointed in myself. Passive, man. You're taking, <laughs> taking that pretty well. You're taking it pretty well. I mean, it's like well, like at this point, it, it's guess, like throwing right? a hot dog down a hallway. So who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not nice. Uh, okay. Well, Look, uh, I was, I was more excited about Bill Skarsgård. I was really excited about John Goodman, and I'm kind of a James McElroy fan right now. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on that bandwagon right now. Oh my uh, god. I mean, Charlie Theron. She wasn't bad in it, but I mean, like. Eric, without going on this rant with Ed much longer, uh, to kind of segue into the next thing, I just, I, 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 I get the fact that she was a, a triple agent. I get that. But I really felt like that this movie was trying to be the female Jason Bourne, and I got kind of upset about it because that's all I kept on thinking about when I watched it was, oh, this is just what something that Jason Bourne would do. And it's, it's, I'm, just, I'm just bored with it. I'm just really bored with this kind of a movie. That's all. How did you? How did you get? J- like Jason Bourne movies are smarter than this movie, number one. And you're only saying that because of the one major action scene where Jason Bournes are all you know, st- like one camera shot action scenes, and that's what this one big long half an hour, forty minute long. I mean, maybe it was that long. Maybe it was like half an hour action scene was. Fine. That's Let's the only. Fun. That's the only frame of reference I can comprehend. Fine. Fuck Jason Bourne. This is another fucking uh, John Wick. This is another fucking Tom Cruise. Uh, Jack Reacher. Jack, Jack Reacher bullshit. It's not giving me anything new. The reason why Bond has been going on for 50 years is because every fucking movie, there's something new that they add to it. This genre of this spy series is just the same shit over and over again and they're not what do you what new else. what new do you want what new could there possibly be in the spy genre john they wick was the one new, new fuck- thing john wick was the one new thing because he got pissed off because everybody killed his dog oh, this is the i mean it's dude. the same story yeah i'm about to say we've seen pink panther and we've also seen uh, like all the other comedy this uh, uh the talks with jackie chan like we've seen com- yeah. uh, comedy spy movies too spy hard with right Lizzie nielsen Spy Heart. Was yes, Leslie I'm serious, Nielsen. but don't call me Shirley. You brought that up. I'm so happy. See, this is why I know <laughs> you guys' podcast is amazing because I thought I was the only person in the world that has seen Spy Heart. No, Thank I love, love me some. I, when I was a kid, I loved I, Leslie Nielsen. He has the fake leg. It's hilarious. But uh, it's 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 look. Uh, Bond is only okay here. I, I, I don't know if I'm making any sense of this, but there could only be one Bond. And all these movies are trying to go, hey, guess what? We're going to try the triple X effect with Vin Diesel. It's going to be Bond, but harder. And all this is to me is this them trying to make a female Bond. They've been trying to do that since 1999, and they failed every time. I thought every time I – every second I saw this movie, okay, it looks pretty. Charlie Theron is not terrible, but really, what are you doing in this movie? You should be in Mad Max sequel. Third thing, oh my god, they're just trying to do a female Bond, a female fucking born. Give me that movie, but don't try to be fucking stupid about it. And they insult my intelligence over it because they're not doing anything new to it to make me care. That's my beef with it. I, I, I just don't understand the crap because, I mean, like, it was the, it was the fighting that, that was... 
this, you know. I mean, they that's what I've not seen in this spy movie was was something. I mean, I've seen fight scenes before, but it might have just be you know some some slap this and that, or uh, like Mission Impossible has long drawn out fight scenes where it's a multi-camera, multi-angle, multi-platformed kind of shots Good here. reference. All tied yeah. together. It's just boom, 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 boom. Where uh, or Die Hard even. Uh, where this one was pretty much, it's just, we're going to put the camera right here in the corner, right here, so you can get the entire room, and we're going to let the actors fucking just fight out for about ten minutes. And, and we'll just, and we, we'll just give you the raw footage, footage without any, without any edits to it. Like, here you go, for your viewing pleasure, this is what we fucking got. And it's dope, man. Like, I, that's what I think separates this from the other spy movies. The only thing bad about it, too, is that, yeah, it got very, again, very theoretical. It got too, too smart for itself, and it didn't need to be. But that might be the comic book side of it, too. Like, this is where the comic book side of it kind of, kind of comes in, because it tries to be so goddamn meta sometimes, and it's just... It fails. Like it's just it. it, it where, give me just the adventure. I don't want your story. I understand you're building the character. That's great, but you can do that a lot more with subtlety than you can with just just this hard situation. And that's what happened here. Like that's flat out flat out what happened here. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll agree with your point on the character development. Like they they tell you without telling you. They more hint at it that she was that. The guy that they kill at the very beginning of the movie, who gets run over by a car, which is brutal, by the way. That was her, was her lover. They sort of hint at it. Yeah. But you know, like you know, uh, they sort of force character development, and that's that's the the comic books. That's the comic books. That's what they do. And I'm not. I mean, you guys know me, and all our listeners know. Like, I'm not one for forced character development, but like at the same time, it's you know. I, like you said, the the action parts of this movie save this movie. Yeah, that's what this movie's about. I wish there would have been a little bit more of it, but on the other hand, if there's more of it, it would have been become Jason Bourne, and I think that's where it separates itself, rather than having twenty two minute fight scenes like the Bourne's series does. It has one twenty minute long one. Yeah, it's. But again, again the, the the camera shot stands out. Bourne has like actually pretty good car chasing scenes. I'll give him that, you know. And and some of the the fight scenes, albeit very um, multi spliced on top of each other, uh, could be well coordinated for a few parts. But Matt Damon's not not really as crisp as he was before, and uh, those slots are getting a little showed down, slowed down, <laughs> or sped up rather, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's crank it up a little bit. Hey. I will say this has been one of the most interesting and heated debates in the history of Movie Guys podcast over Atomic Blonde, of all things. <laughs> well, you're having an atomic argument here, man. That's because, Jordan, you're it's... an idiot, and I hate you. Well, that's okay. You'll tell me that in a few weeks when you come up here and see me, so it's all right. Well, let's. Um, <laughs> well, what, what do you guys think? I mean, you want to give it the, your, yeah. your final yeah. yeah, head? I want to know what Ed says. So, Ed... How much money would you spend to see Atomic Blonde? Okay, so, I mean, full price. Absolutely, hands down, full price. I think this movie, you know, and I have some gripes about it at the beginning. Like, I, I'm wondering, okay, this is going to be boring. Why is Charlie's Theron faking this stupid British accent? What the hell's going on with it? But, like, it, it, they tell you why she does it in the end. And, you know, the, the last hour of the movie, 
just sort of saves itself. Yeah, I, I mean, okay, so James McAvoy's character is like, he doesn't know what he wants to be. And they do three times foreshadow her being a triple agent, which, okay, you know, I didn't see it. And I wasn't, I wasn't turned off by it. I wasn't excited by it either, but you know, it is what it is. So, you know, all in hands down, I think she gives a brilliant performance. I love everything she does uh, with this movie. And, you know, and, and, and we had pointed out like you could tell that the the director knew shit about stunts because he knew how it should look on on film. He knew how it should be portrayed to the to the you know to the viewers. So hands down, full price. All right, and Eric, how much money would you pay to see Atomic Blonde? I'm kind of an awkward position here because I did like this movie and everything in it, except for the story. Uh, it just, it just, uh, the way it's not, it's even just the way that it was done. I, I'd go that specific about it too. Just the way that the story was told, because again, it just kind of dragged down a little bit more and I didn't really care for the characters too much, but, uh, everything else about this movie, I actually really enjoyed again. I think it looked really cool. I liked the, the period, uh, the time that it was in the eighties. Uh, I liked the soundtrack. Of course, I've said that before. Uh, I, I think it's really cool. I would do a half. This is like a definitely a rental. I would I would say that for sure. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it, I felt the length of this movie. If if that's a good explanation of this, it's like it's a two hour runtime. I think something a little bit short, but I I felt all of it, and I uh, that means I'm not having too much fun in the movie if that's happening. If I'm if I'm checking my my clock while I'm watching it, but um, again, it's awesome scenes. Like I would definitely watch it again. Like if if that says something about it too, I I would for sure if it was uh, on like a Netflix or if it was a DVD, a Blu-ray or something like that, I would for sure watch it again. Like without and if it was on HBO, like if it does its run on HBO, I'll probably have it on quite a, quite often. But um, yeah, that's uh, that that's me. I think, I think it's it's more of an at-home thing than it is a theater thing. Well, I'm gonna be totally opposite of all of you guys. I'm not gonna pay any money to see this movie. This is a dumb action flick. What it is. It has nothing new to say. It has nothing new to the source material. It has nothing new to anything to the genre. Uh, Charlotte Theron was okay, but she was nothing I was excited about. And uh, I wished I was getting a better movie. Do I believe that this deserves uh, certified fresh and rotten tomatoes? No, it's not that great. Uh, but Eric, I agree with you. This is a Sunday morning on HBO movie where you're cleaning your house and it has something on in the back. It's, it's not nothing that I am going to seek out. I'm not going to buy it on Blu-ray or go on Vudu or nothing like that. Not a very good movie. But uh, what well, is going to be a good movie, hopefully. Next week, we got The Dark Tower. Uh, I'm really kind of stoked about this one because I'm a Stephen King fan. Are you guys excited to see Dark Tower? Because I really am. Eh, sure. As long as they do, do, uh, don't do what we said we, they were going to do, which is put every single movie into one movie or every single book into one movie yeah make make all the entire series into one movie maybe we'll see what happens but also after dark tower we got our first official horror movie of the year me being the horror guy we got annabelle creation coming up after that origin oh god damn it (laughs) yes annabelle creation we're all gonna review that one here in a few weeks we can't wait to get that to you i'm sure eric is looking Forward to it'll be it, whatever it'll be a dumb yeah. scary movie later that day <laughs> <laughs> hey man 
man. We got Ed coming up in September, so I'm excited to see that. But anyway, but we want to say thank you so much, everybody, for downloading us and listening to this episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can check us out on uh, these multiple different sources on iTunes, search Movie Guys Podcast. And then on uh, Podbean, search movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. And also on our website, movieguyspodcast.com. On Twitter, movieguyspod. That's where you can find us at. Talk to us, tweet us. And also on Facebook, movieguyspodcast. Uh, but thank you so much. Ever get, uh, blah, blah, blah. Thank you so much, everybody, for downloading this episode. And we'll be back next week for The Dark Tower. I am Jordan, the Dark One. Along here with Eric and Ed. Thank you guys. Good night.